You are listening to the Raiders Fan Radio Podcast, taking that lighter journey into the dark side with Murph, Swag Jeff, and Michelle. She's got great hair. It's a little pink. It's a little purple. Whatever it is, I'll tell you what, if I could grow it, I would sign up for that color today. So listen to her and the entire crew as they give you all the information on the Raiders, on the podcast that benefits the One Nation Foundation. It's a great cause. It's a great pod. Tune in. Turn it up. Here it comes, all that Raiders info and takes coming at you right now. Jackpot, baby. Raiders Fan Radio. Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders Fan Radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go. We miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Listening live to Raiders Fan Radio. Take it away, guys. Why? Thank you. Uh, who's that? Brett Musburger. Uh, <laughs> Who the hell's that guy? <laughs> Sorry, it's early around here. <laughs> it's so, uh, it's so early. Uh, appreciate. Uh, what, is, what is it? Yeah, thank you, Brett Musburger. Oh my Hi. gosh! Should Welcome. you start over? <laughs> 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 what is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for what we trust will be a fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio. Episode number 323 of Raiders Fan Radio coming to you live from Murph's Fan Cave, where we are all a fluster because this Super Bowl sucks ass and none of us are looking forward to watching it. So uh, in the, in the uh, spirit of community, we wanted to uplift everyone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what By gathering did. together on Super Bowl Sunday to talk about the 10 shittiest things that have ever happened to the Raiders. <laughs> so just lean is, into the suck. Just lean yes. into the suck yeah. because today sucks. And so we just we thought it might be kind of fun. So once once upon a time we did a tuck rule show, oh. which was the worst <laughs> idea we ever had because it was just like wallowing in misery of the tuck rule for like 45 minutes. And the people in the chat room were like, what are we doing? Like, what are, will you guys knock it off? And then so, but anyway, so we don't want to go full on like into one thing, but I thought it might be kind of fun for us to go around and talk about the 10 worst things that ever happened in Raider history. And it's, and it's as your, our own top 10. So like, it doesn't necessarily have to be anything on the field. I had some people on Twitter ask me, they'd be like, well, does that have to be on the field? Or is it? No, anything that's ever happened in your Raider fandom that sucks. And I got stuff that's very personal to me that, that that's happened. And so, but that, that's part of it. So anyway, so, so chat room, everybody that's joining us live at youtube.com slash Raiders fan radio, please let us know what your top tens are. So we're going to go around we're going to do our top 10 here in the fan cave. Of course, we're going to have a lot of them that are the same. I mean, there are some named sure. games out there that are yeah. clearly going to be the same uh, for, for a lot of us, but uh, but it should be kind of fun. Uh, and then uh, to cap it off, we're going to watch 
the NFL Films highlight reel of Super Bowl 15, which is an absolute blast. And so we're going to do a little watch party style. Uh, so hang around to watch that with us uh, after we get to the to these top tens here. But anyways, thank you to everybody that's in the chat room. I'll leave it to Swag Jeff to shout everybody out. But we love you guys so very much. Thanks for joining us here on the Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, we'll just have a good time, kick around some 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 old Raider stories uh, that may not be so much fun. But we're sharing in community. We're going to embrace the suck. We're going to brace it together. And then we're going to put a pin in this stupid-ass season <laughs> yeah. and then move on and uh, start looking forward to the draft. So there you go. without further ado, let me turn it over to my best friend and yours. He is the man that adorns the Eastern Annex of the Murphs Fan Cave Desk. He is Swag Jeff. Hey. What up, Swaggo? Oh, my gosh. You're styling and profiling. You know, we're, I think we're, what we're doing is, you know, we're just trying to get people to start drinking early. <laughs> yeah. you know, because yeah. I feel like by the time that this show is over and we've gone through all of our lists of the worst thing that's ever happened to our silver and black, everyone's going to be ready to just get drunk, you know? And so, and I think that's what we're going to do. Not so, the, uh, and, but, and you know what? Do your thing. Do you your know, thing, man. And, and Hey, there, there may or may not be a little Bailey's and cool. Hey, in my, in come my on, coffee man. Over there, come yeah. on. But yeah, no, I'm excited to be here, man. I'm excited to, to see our best friends in Raider nation two times this week. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of cool. And we get to do a yeah. morning show and all. That yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fired up, man. This is gonna be this is gonna be fun, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. morning show, man. I love that? it. I love it, man. That would be great. I love it. Hey, so we don't do the show alone. Absolutely not. No. So, so to my left over here, adorning the southern annex of the eastern annex of the Merce Fan Cave Desk. Please welcome in the lovely Michelle Swag. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> yeah, it's more, my my Super Bowl morning started exactly like this shitty Super Bowl should. The heating element went out in my blow my blow dryer. <laughs> so I, it took me two hours to blow dry my hair this morning. So that's all that got happened. I got a little bit of makeup on, and this is you get what you get today. <laughs> yep. So there we go. That's it. But you're here, Michelle. But I'm here. You're here to embrace and the my, suck. My hair did get dried, so that's good. I'm, I'm go. embracing all of the suck, every bit of it, because shit. This shit. Absolutely. This just shit. Absolutely. I, I so tell hey, you what's not shit. Okay. Tell we, us about it. You tell us. Okay. You see what's on the screen there? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Well, and there's been a few of those that have come in. So uh so Hooligan Nation, is that the is that the most recent one right there? Because I think Hooligan's already done 120, hadn't he? Oh, there you go. Well, there you go. So so uh so much respect to our good friend Hooligan Nation with a twenty dollar donation to the One Nation Foundation. Says let's go for the tie. No winner in this Super Bowl. Amen. And then, yeah, and then our buddy Fabricator Gill jumped in and said, uh, just going to drink and eat today. <laughs> Hope I pass out by kickoff with a $20 donation to the One Nation Foundation. So so those super chats that you see that are coming in, it's all going to the One Nation Foundation. So we realized we can make money doing this show, so we decided we wanted to give all that away. So we give it away to uh, to our One Nation Foundation that gives to different Raider-related charities, including the the great folks at the Bolitnikoff primarily. We give to Raider Dad. We gave to Max Crosby Foundation this year and you know we're always looking for other things as well to you know to do so uh so thank you so much those donations are going directly to the foundation so we can impact raider nation in a positive way so, awesome so thank you good good stuff there appreciate you raider nation so very very much all right let's go ahead and uh, hit some contact info sure or do you have a 323 do you even have that no. Okay. We typically take our episode number and line it up with with the uh, something significant in Raider Nation. Yeah. But not today. But not today. Mm-mm. No. No. Yeah. Well, something's gonna happen to you on three twenty three. That's pretty cool. Oh. oh so nice. a salute you know what? for you. You know what? That's why you're my bestie, Barry. That oh, yeah. That's good looking Solid. out, homie. Yeah. 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 
323 is a special day in our buddy Murph's life, and you know, and and you'll you'll be updated on that. But it, but it oh, might say it. It, okay. Well, then, well, do you want me to oh, announce it, or how about you announce your own thing? Oh, I'll say it. Yeah, yeah. Miss Valerie and I are tying the knot, man. Yay. Absolutely. Yeah. Salud. We will, we'll be out there in Vegas on uh, the 23rd of March, and we're gonna we're gonna get it, make this thing official. Hell there you yeah. go. Yeah, absolutely. There you so go. Well, I can't love her enough, and and yeah. uh, man. I'd, what a freaking saint she is! I'll just tell you that. Totally, um, she is. but uh, you're dumbass. I, mean, I know. Put up with this shit. Saint. Yeah, sorry. I should just be apologizing to her in public. Sorry, baby. But uh, yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get married. So that's gonna be fun. Be out there in Vegas for it, and uh, we're gonna do a little Godfather wedding. It should be cool. Oh, yeah, it's so gonna cool. be so cool. cool. Uh, all right, so Raider Nation, let's go ahead and hit some contact info, and then uh, we will get to our top ten list of the worst things that have ever happened. <laughs> Woo. Woo! Hey, Raider Nation! You got your old Uncle Mosh here with an updated contact info. So sit up, zip up, shut shut up, up. and pay attention. You can call us at 909-345-3346, or as Murph would say, 909-345-3346. How about emailing me? You want to email me? Email me at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Or what about reaching out to us on some of that social media stuff swaggy likes? Try Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. The Twit at Twitter at Raiders Fan Radio. Insta something. Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. The Tiki Tiki Talkie Talk. TikTok at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about the Twitch? Some of you out there twitching. Anyway, Twitch at Raiders Fan Radio. Or if you don't like that, go to the YouTube. America, go to the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Oh, my God. If that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough, go to your podcast provider and search Raiders Fan Radio. Holy crap, that was a lot. Good. Good. Ooh, ah, nice, nice. You were quick on that. Yeah, well, I really kind of had to rush into that. You did. Well, you jumped just, the gun. Well, it's because it's, so it's not late, and I haven't had seven <laughs> ha- happy so dads. Yeah, well, and you were, we're trying early, to get this day honestly. over with. Yeah, this yeah. stupid yeah. ass Super Bowl over with. No, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Here, let's go. Let's go ahead and just hit the <laughs> hit the outro. Thanks, Raider Nation, for joining us on the Saturday Night Goodbye. Oh my gosh. Oh. All right. All right, here we go. Let's get through it. So, uh Michelle, yes. Ladies first. Let's okay. start off with you. Give us your first. And so what we're going to do Raider Nation, we're going to go through our our take turns going through our top 10 and kind of scratching them off as we have the ones that are the same. And then we've got and you've also got some mail-ins too. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and I'll just in. mark theirs off too as we go Perfect. through. Oh, good. Good. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, uh, go ahead, Michelle. Well, I'm going to go ahead and just we you guys already did a tuck rule game so i'm just gonna go with that one i just remember what a nightmare that was and i feel like it changed the trajectory for so many things for the raiders like it felt like a curse or something so i'm just that's that's not my number one i i have uh but it's it's up there I mean, it's definitely in my top 10 it's in my top five i think that's that's absolutely you know, like uh 
not to diminish the choice, but it's low hanging fruit. Like it's, yeah, it's that's on, why I said, get it's it out on, of the let's way. get out of yeah. the way. It's on everybody's yeah. list. It is yeah. You know, it, 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 it absolutely has got, should be, you know, not should be whatever, but I'm likely that it's in everyone's top 10. And I agree with, with Michelle, Jeff, because it wasn't even just, it changed the, the trajectory of two franchises. Yeah. Really? Yes. And yeah. one of the things that's interesting about it is that a lot of the venom and vitriol that gets thrown out there about the tuck rule. Listen, I'm, this is not a judgy thing and I'm not telling anybody how to be a fan, <laughs> But I think it's misplaced. Your hatred oh. of the Patriots is mm-hmm. misplaced. Your hatred should be of Walt Coleman. Right. The officials are the ones that blew that. Tom Brady and the Patriots just took advantage of a bad call. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And as the, we would too. You know what 100%. I'm saying? Yeah. So the fault lies with Walt Coleman and yeah. that officiating crew because that was some bullshit that they, fr- I mean, it was everybody in their, well, you guys know the story. Yeah. Everyone yeah. knows it was a goddamn fumble, Jeff. Yeah, so we'll Absolutely. get that one out of the way. Absolutely. Well, and that one and that one was number one on my list. Oh, okay. You know, I think that that you know overall, I you know that just the travesty that it was. So, uh, so before I start with my top ten, uh, first off, much respect to uh, to Jay Jackson with a twenty dollars yes. donation in there, and uh, and Ty Davis also with a with a ten as well, going to the One Nation Foundation. So much respect. So thank you guys. Thank yeah, you so much. Uh, read, what, read what they wrote there. Oh yeah, of course. So uh, so Jay. Jackson says, go commercials. Uh, see you guys in a few days. He's coming, he's coming to Nashville. Oh, that's yeah. right. so, yeah. And then uh, and then Ty Davis with a $10 donation that says, uh, listening from work, purposely volunteered to work overtime today. <laughs> Not watching this garbage boulder day, but much love, nation. Go Raiders. Thank you, so, Ty. Yeah, so much, thank you, yeah, guys. Much respect. Thank you both very much. Much respect. So, uh, so for my top 10, so I'm just going to go down this list uh, Letterman style, right? So number 10 that I have on my okay, list. Well, and and well, I'm just going to tell one. Yeah, but, yeah, but this yeah, is, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So, so my number 10 uh, that I had on there was 2000, uh, 2004, 2005. So, uh, so the Raiders trade their seventh overall pick, Napoleon Harris, and a seventh <laughs> round pick for one Randy Moss. Oh! Randy Moss. So, so yeah. So that happens, whatever. The Raiders still had the 23rd pick in the 2005 draft, uh, which they grabbed uh, defensive back Fabian Washington. But if they would have had that seventh pick, they could have gone up and shirt up the defensive back spot at seven. Mm. And then for pick 23, they could have taken one Aaron Rodgers. The trajectory was very changed because Aaron Rodgers went 24 right after Washington and, and, you know, and so we know how that all played. Wow, Jeff. Solid, solid. Okay. All right. Uh, I love it. The chat room, everybody's like, I'm working today. Like, ain't nobody watching this shit either. Ron the Materator threw up his already. Index cards. That's a good one. one. That didn't make my top 10 list, but that's a good one, Ron. That is a good Uh, one. That stupid smirk that Gene Steratore had on his face. Oof, I see that Gene Steratore. Okay, so uh, I've got mine in no particular order. Oh, okay. Uh, I just, I just, I did them as they were kind of coming off the top of my head. We already did the tuck rule. So next is the immaculate deception. There it's, you go. Uh, the immaculate deception is, is is likely on everyone's top ten list as well. Um, I've got more about the Steelers to come. Uh, <laughs> hey. But that, but that game, man. Uh, talk about changing, you know, uh, trajectory. I mean, it 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 didn't completely derail the Raiders like the tuck rule did the immaculate deception, but it certainly kicked off the Steelers. Uh, it did that. And it, and it really solidified. That was like the first, cause you had the Heidi game. You had some other things that happened. You know, you had the game against the jets back in the day and the, in the playoffs, you had some things that happened that worked against the Raiders in, uh, in terms of, you know, keeping them from winning a football game. But this was the first time that it was like, 
blatant. Like they didn't make the call on the field initially. They went to the phones. I forget how long it was. It was like 10 minutes or something like that. Yeah. And the, and the story is, is that the only reason that they made the call that they did is because they were afraid of, we're going to riot. The Three River <laughs> Stadium was going yeah. to riot. And so there's so many stories that came out about the Immaculate Deception. And that's why I refuse to call it reception. It's a deception. Mm. And it was the first time the Raiders got really really jobbed when it yeah. counted most and and god bless kenny stabler you know that game isn't even close if he doesn't hobble in on bad knees into the end zone and make it a one score game yeah. like you know it was like a herculean effort on the part of the raiders and especially kenny stabler and to have it end that way that's some bullshit yeah. so yeah. f the Steelers, <laughs> yeah, yeah. f the officials you know and i remember like afterwards like madden would talk about it and he was like like, what do we do? Like, what, why is this taking so long? You right. know what I mean? Like, and he's watching them on the phones and like, he's like, who are you calling? And rumor was it was Pittsburgh Police Department. Like, all kinds <laughs> really? of, oh yeah, all kinds of shit, man. They were wow. like, yeah. So anyway, yeah. immaculate deception. There you go. <laughs> all all my 10 are personal. So I want to be clear. Okay. okay. All right, good. Uh, deal. Marcus Allen, when he went to the Chiefs. Oh, watching That one yes. just one. stung just it just stung mm -hmm. and because i loved watching him with my dad like it just what the damn yeah, yeah. Which, and of all teams to go uh, to of all the teams to go to that was also on paul's top 10 and he says it sounds crazy but i took this personally and i've never gotten over it 32 was the first jersey i owned because his was the only one on sale over here him being the superstar that he was man that hurt so uh, yeah. that was also on his yeah, that was a big one, and it and it wasn't even just the fact that he was he went to the Chiefs, but there was such a falling out right between him and Al yeah. and all that sure. stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that he was, was playing ugly. fullback for Bo. Yeah, you know, it's goofy that bananas. Yeah, it's yeah. Just bananas. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's a good one, Michelle. It's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So my so my number nine that I had uh, was uh, John Gruden getting traded to Tampa Bay. Oh yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a good and, one. You know, and, and ties into yeah. that Tuck rule because yeah. that happened literally right afterwards. And all that, so so yeah, just the that's, just the changing of trajectory of both of those teams took another level with Gruden getting traded. That's that's a that's a big one. And if you guys haven't read it, there's the the book. I think I got it over here somewhere. It's uh, it's called Behind the Raiders Shield. Uh, it was written by Steve Corcoran yeah. and Bruce, Bruce Kebrick. and uh, it it really digs into because these guys were beat reporters at the time during that era of Gruden and Al, and it really digs in a lot to what the dynamic was in the building and what led up to that and all that. And I mean, talk about a, a freaking clash of egos, man. That's ultimately what it came down to. Yeah. And you can't get into a pissing contest about the Raiders without Davis. <laughs> yep. You go lose. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. And so it was unfortunate the way that that worked out because the Raiders were, were something special back then. Mm. Uh, and in fact, and that leads to uh, my next one, again, in no particular order, but it was fat-ass Tony Saragusa <laughs> yep. breaking Rich Gannon's shoulder, separating it anyways. Yep. Um, an absolute blatant roughing on him this is a 347 pound man he was listed at 347 Oof. rich gannon so he's probably 360 rich gannon uh, uh clocks in at 210 and tony saragusa takes a hop and puts the entirety of his body weight on rich gannon separates his shoulder rich tries to come back in and play can't and so here comes Bobby Hoying, I think is who it was that came in. And it was terrible. We ended up losing that score. You know, that we blew that one play on defense when Shannon Sharp took off from 95 yards and scored. But man, I mean, if 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 we still have Gannon in that game, a healthy rich Gannon, we because this is the AFC championship game. We smoked the freaking Giants. Oh, 100 percent Smoked Kerry Collins and the Giants. Ain't even close. And so that one. 
you know, like like I talked about, like you know, some people that hate the Patriots. Like I hate the Ravens and Tony Saraguso way more than I hate the Patriots. Because <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they that was a Super Bowl we were gonna win. Now I don't know if we, we would have won it back, you know, the, uh, or a game against uh, the next year in 01 uh, when we lost the Patriots, but we would have won that Super Bowl. I'm there's no doubt in my mind right. that we'd have done that. And that dirty bastard, he got a ten thousand dollar fine. Yeah, that's all he got. And that's all he got. And he's so and and rest is rest in peace, man. God rest his soul. But like, but he would talk shit about it, like all smug. Like when people would ask him about it afterwards, he's like, Yeah, you know, we're just out there playing rough. No one wants to see anybody get hurt. Uh, uh, uh. Uh. Like wink wink. You know what I mean? Like I was just like, oh, God, I hate Tony Siragusa. But yeah. yeah, yeah, that one stunk. So, anyways, that's that's my next one. So Tony Fedas Siragusa was also on Paul. Oh, right. exactly yep. how he worded it. And yep. also <laughs> T Hom also. Oh, okay. Good there deal. You go. Yeah, yeah good it deal. Was three on my list. I'm gonna bring it a little more current. Oh, you had it. You had it too. Yeah, I had it. Yeah, okay. Number three. All right. When Derek Carr broke his leg. Yeah, uh, I got that one. We yeah. were yeah, I got that out one too. at Sam's Barn Grill, the whole family <laughs> watching the game, and when it had it, it was immediate. Like, uh, mm, this is bad. This is really bad. Yeah, yeah. So that's on there. All right. And I think that was also. Let me see. Yeah, Paul also had it on his list. Mm-hmm. I had that. So Jeff, I. Uh, we went. To, we used to go to church on Saturday nights, and so uh, we were at church. And I come out of church, and a buddy of mine uh, from back home sent me a text, and he goes, "Hey, your quarterback broke his leg." And I'm like, "Because I watched the Titans game earlier, yeah, same and I was, day, oh, yeah." And I was right. like, "Marcus, now I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not a Titan fan." And I'm like, "You know what I mean?" And he was like, "No, dude." He's like, "Derek Carr," and I'm like, "What?" Because I was recording the game. And so I come home, and so instead of watching the whole game like I normally would, you know, watching it recorded, I freaking like just fast forwarded to live. And sure enough, I'm like, mm. oh no, I'm yeah. like, this sucks. Yeah. And then here comes, you know, I, that was it. <laughs> was it Connor Cook? What was it? Guy? No, it was uh, uh, Matt McGloin came Matt in. Matt McGloin, but then, then he got hurt. He got hurt. Right. Connor Cook Connor, that started. Yeah. That started uh, against the Texans. Against the Texans. And he got smoked against the Texans, yeah. man. He got blown up by that Texans yeah. defense. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, that was, it was rough. brutal. That was our shot, man. That was it. You know, I don't know if they would have been good enough to win a. Super Bowl, but that would they would that was a playoff run. Sure. Oh, totally. waiting to happen for sure. Totally yeah. happened. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, and I think Johnny Kicknut said in the chat that he was there for the game. But uh, oh, next on my list, no. number eight oh, is uh, no, 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 not the one that I'm about to say. Oh, oh, uh, oh. Back in 1991, uh, Bo uh, Bo Jackson breaks his hip. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think that's that's, that's, yeah, a, that's that's big. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was. Oh, so, yeah, that's a that's a massive one right there. Well, you know what's funny is that like talking about these, I noticed when I was doing my list, a lot of it comes down to injury. Oh, yeah. yeah, like because it was like when when the team was doing well, and then it's it's a shame that it's like so delicate that you lose one player and then all of a sudden it's over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Carr goes down, we're done. Gannon goes down, we're done. Bo Jackson goes down. We're done. Like it's it's absolutely over when that happened. And so in that spirit, I'll give you my next one. Okay. It's Jason Campbell's collarbone. Oh, there you go. When freaking Scott Fujita freaking mm. hits him, takes him to the ground. Now it wasn't a dirty hit, but takes him to the ground, breaks his collarbone. We were four and two at the time, right? We were we were humming. Yeah. And then on the heels of that, here comes the Carson Palmer trade oh, and all that shit. I almost put that on my list, Carson Palmer. <laughs> oh, I'm it surprised was, you It was a mess. Like, you know, Jason Campbell had struggles the year before, and he went back and forth between him and Gradkowski, depending on who was healthy and all that kind of stuff. So he's kind of up and down. But that year in 2011, he was humming, man. The team was humming. Like, it... <sighs> But sure enough, again, one injury and pfft, there it goes. So Jason Campbell breaking his collarbone was my next one. Yeah. Um, and that was actually on T-Homs too. Oh, okay. So he, All right. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one is the Khalil Mack trade. 
Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That was a bummer of one. And then I think, I don't know who said in the chat that um, Gruden was like, pass rusher, they're hard to find or whatever. You know, like, how are you going to trade that guy and say some dumb shit? Like, so that... That's that's on my list. Well, you know what? Trade. And you know what hurts about that one, Jeff? That one that really bothered me was that, like, in the the business side of it, I got it when it happened. Uh, yeah. Right? Didn't you too, Michelle? Yeah. Right? Like, I'm just like, okay, we would have had to pay him a boatload of money. We've got all this draft capital in return. Yeah. Like, okay, this gives us an opportunity to build a team, and then they squander every freaking pick except for maybe Josh Jacobs that came as a result of that trade. So they absolutely botched the whole point of doing it to begin with. Yep. So should just right. paid his ass. Yeah. Yep. 100%. So next on my list, I have uh, the AFC Championship game, 1977 Raiders Broncos non-fumble. Oh, I got that. Uh, I got the Rob Lytle yep, non-fumble. Yeah. In fact, yep. that was my next one. Oh, yeah. T-Hom has that as well. There you go. There's another one where the, we just we get absolutely jobbed, uh, the Raiders do. Jack Tatum absolutely clobbers Rob Lytle at the, at the goal line. Uh, I forget the guy's name. Something McCoy was one of our defensive tackles. Picks up the ball. He's got a 40-yard head start on everybody. Can easily run that thing into the end zone. And yep. and, and I think it was take the lead at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, th- yeah, it was like th- seven to three at the time. Seven to three yeah. at the time, exactly. Yeah, so we would have given would have given us a 10-7 lead, and then again, same thing. Like everyone's like they they blow the whistle after the guy's already running down the field, and then everyone's just kind of standing around looking at each other, and there's like and Madden's going, "What are we doing?" Like it's kind of the same thing. Can you can you imagine? Like this was kind of like the last hurrah for those seventies Raiders. You know what I mean? You're talking. All the guys were there. Tatum was still there. Villapiano was still there. Like all of them were still there and had an opportunity to win that football game and go. And again, would have smoked the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Right. The Cowboys and the Broncos were awful compared to what the Raiders were. The Raiders were in their absolute heyday, at the height of their power in the seventies, and lost because of a bad freaking call. Man, it was. Yep. It's so lame and so it's so funny. On on that one, uh, you hear Madden talk about it after the fact. He actually got an apology from the officiating crew. Really? A written apology sent to him saying, hey, John, sorry, we blew this one. Yeah, too I mean, late. <laughs> unbelievable. Can you imagine? Like, unbelievable. But the, the good thing that happened, and like so many things happened in the NFL, the good thing for the league that happened on the heels of that, that's when instant replay was getting ready to start. Because mm. Al was like, all right, this shit is never going to happen to us again. We've got too many cameras. we got NFL films. we got all these broadcast footage. This is not going to happen again. And I think it was like two years later they started doing uh, instant replay official because of that freaking play. God dang it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. All right, Michelle. <laughs> the 2006 season. Um, oh. They, and because Paul has it on two, two and 14. Like it felt like that was the bottom and we could only go up from there. And even after that, we didn't. But yeah, that was like, talk about hopeless. <laughs> like, and oh, even Paul, man. Paul said that um, if memory serves, we had three shutouts that year. Like, what a yeah. Yeah. terrible, 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 terrible season. And for it to not even be the number one is actually really embarrassing. Uh, it, that should be that should be the worst thing that could have happened. But we all these top tens are yeah this yeah. Is fun. Well, and, and I, uh, Jordan Ford's got a great one in there. He uh, says car sliding inbounds, uh, and he's and he's called slid out the last game in Oakland. Ooh, that's a good one. That Losing is, was brutal. And and you know what? And that that easily that was probably like my ten and a half. Like losing the last game in Oakland. There wasn't a lot of oh, consequence yeah. to it, but for the legacy of the Raiders in in the Bay Area, it certainly was. And yeah, so man. yeah, losing that last game in Oakland that was that was rough. And so that's a good one there, Jordan Ford. 
Absolutely. So, so my next one is is a more personal one. So, uh, so if you've been watching the show for any length of time, uh, April tenth, twenty nineteen, was when I became a Raider fan. That day. And I was initiated into Raider Nation in true Raider style <laughs> because that offseason, which is my pick, the 2019 offseason, started with Antonio Brown oh, and the crazy <laughs> shit that we had to deal with there. And then I was a Raider fan for 16 days. And with the with the fourth pick in the 2019 NFL draft, the Oakland Raiders select Cleland Farrell. <laughs> like, you know, oh, and so, yeah. So that was I was just brought in wow. in full Raider style, oh, just yeah, just I, I embrace the suck the, the right away. Baptism of <laughs> fire, right there. Oh my gosh, uh, Johnny Kicknuts has got Napoleon McCallum against the Niners. That Raider team was stacked, absolutely, and that was man, what an awful, awful injury that was. Um, man, and you know what? And speaking of against the Niners, Jerry Rice breaking the touchdown record on oh. Monday Night Football against <laughs> us. That one was pretty bad. Uh, Brett Favre throwing five touchdowns on Monday Night Football against us. That was pretty bad. Um, man, uh, Jordan Forge has beat me to it, Murph. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, here's one. Here's one. I've got a. I've got a. Uh, ooh, I got a controversial one. Ooh. Okay, you ready for this? Yes. Do you guys know? If you look at a heat map of where people listen to us from, mm-hmm. do you know where our number one market is for Raiders fan radio? You guys know? I would guess Los Angeles. You are I correct. Was, I was thinking somewhere in California. You are correct. It is Los Angeles. So I'm running the risk of pissing oh. off a bunch of people in Los Angeles. <laughs> but you guys know I love you. And I have nothing but respect for Southern California Raider fans like <laughs> Michelle. Okay? When, the, when the Raiders moved to L.A., it was not good. I was absolutely devastated as a kid. I was 11 years old and the Raiders moved to Los Angeles to a market that we didn't like. If you're not from California, you don't know. There's a rivalry between Northern and Southern California. There's a rivalry between the Giants and Dodgers. There's a rivalry between the Warriors and the Lakers. We don't like the teams in Southern California. And then my favorite team became a team in Southern California. It was devastating. Now, we didn't stop being Raider fans, but it dinged up fandom pretty good. Mm-hmm. It dinged us up as Bay Area Raider fans when the, when that when the team moved to Los Angeles. And again, Los Angeles was still is an awesome Raider town. So it wasn't like, you know, I was a kid, you know what I mean? So it wasn't like so it wasn't the fans, the fans were fans of Raider fans, so they're you know what I mean? But it was the idea that the Raiders went to Los Angeles and it just man, it it did it it that got me in the, in the, in the feels. And, yeah. it, and the other thing about it too, was that, and then I, I ended up, I stayed in California until 1995. Okay. And that's when the Raiders came back. Yeah. So the whole time <laughs> I'm growing up and living in California, like they're gone. They're not even in the market. That's why my first freaking football game was, like, let's go see the Niners for crying out loud. But anyways, but so it just, that was, that was a hard one. That was for anybody old school, you know, Bay area guys, um, you know, you, then girls, you'll, you'll get it. And, and they know what I'm talking about, but again, it doesn't disparage Los Angeles Raider fan because like Michelle, there are, you guys are diehards down there and, yeah. and, and I got nothing but respect for them. But as a kid in the Bay area, growing up as a Raider fan, when they left that, that hurt. Yeah. That was like the coolest thing that happened because <laughs> for me, yeah, right? that's, what yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's when I became a Raiders fan. Um, so this is kind of similar when the Raiders left Oakland to go to Vegas. I didn't think it could be, I thought it was going to be the worst thing that happened to the Raiders. Like I couldn't fathom them not being a California team. And I mean, thank goodness it's panned out, you know, aside from the shitty 
Super Bowl today, but like when they left Oakland, I, I, that didn't feel right. And so that's in my top 10. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I'm, I'm with you too. It was that, the idea that they were like, oh, they're going to do it again. again. Yeah. Like here we and go. And leave the state. Like and, not the, even, and not even yeah. go back to LA. Right. That's, that, that's the thing I thought of. I'm like, okay, even though as much as I just talked about how yeah. it hurt my feelings when I was a kid, now knowing what the Los Angeles market is for Raider fans, I was like, okay, well then they should go back to LA. And then they didn't. But I mean, but like you said to Michelle, like Vegas is, it's badass. Yeah. No, it's oh, not it's Oakland. Yeah. It's not, it's listen, it's not the old days and whatever. And so it's a different version of the Raiders for sure, but it's not a bad version. Sure. I, I'm fully, I mean, we're in a hat now. I fully embrace Las Vegas. Yeah. 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 For sure. So, uh, so Ty Davis in the chat with a, uh, 199 nice. donation of the one nation foundation. He says the mysterious whistle against the, oh, Bengals, which is, right. which is badass because I had a, another honorable mention on my list. I had just the last drive in that Cincy playoff. Oh, game. that was brutal. Yeah, man. that was, that was, but yeah, that's right. That was, uh, who was that? It was, was a T Higgins or somebody that caught that touchdown pass in the end zone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so, right, because they blow the whistle, and then the Bengals kept playing, and our defense stopped. So yep. Was, yep, 100%. Jeez. So, like a crocus of black goals as well. This has been uplifting. Yeah, right? Right? 100%. So, my, hey, so we're going to put a we're gonna, we're gonna put a positive on this yeah, when we rewatch Super Bowl 15 coming up here in just a minute. Absolutely. So my uh, so my number four on my list was uh, just Super Bowl 37. Oh, yeah, just the game, just oh. just the game. Getting getting punked by John Gruden, you know that you know mm. Callahan didn't change any of the signs, any of the, anything. Gruden knew all game long exactly what we were gonna do, knew our weaknesses, knew all that. That's why Rich Gannon what threw five picks in that game or something yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, it just it's just bad, just bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that was that was bad. That was rough. And, and you know, and, and Bill Callahan, man, that idea that like you. Ugh. You thought so much of yourself as a coach Yikes. that you didn't want to change anything when you're playing the guy that literally invented the offense that you're running? Come on, man. It was so, Yikes. I mean, I don't even know what to call that. It's beyond <laughs> stupid. And this is the guy that said we're the stupidest team in America just a year or two later. You know what I mean? Like, or dumbest team in America. Whatever the hell he said. What an idiot. Um, all right. Uh, so uh, I kind of teased it earlier. My next one is the Steelers. Just, Just the Steelers. <laughs> the Steelers of the 70s. The Raiders, if, if for those of you that aren't familiar, we played them five years in a row, which is still an NFL record. We played them five years in a row in the playoffs. Three of those were in the AFC Championship game. And two of those times in the AFC Championship game, they took us out. And another time they took us out in the divisional round. And this is where when, I, when I, we talk about other teams around the league, Outside of the division, the Steelers are number one on old school Raider fans list as far as teams that we hate. Yes, more than the Niners. Yes, more than the Patriots. More than the Ravens. Because they kept us from winning championships. If it's not for the 70s Steelers, the Raiders have like six trophies instead of three. Right. Like, we were absolutely dominant back then, and so were the Steelers. And then, by the way, oh, then we got stupid Miami, who was good too. So then there was the one year, I think it was 73, we finally get past the Steelers in Miami. Miami takes us out. You know what I mean? Because this is like on the heels of their undefeated streaks and all that. I mean, sure. so I mean, those teams of the 70s, when you when we talk to guys like Freddie and all that, like the Chiefs, the Steelers, the Dolphins, the Colts, like those teams were freaking monsters back then. And the Steelers were the ones, man, ruining. I mean, they won four championships in six years at freaking, you know, that cost the Raiders. So the Steelers as a whole, man, duh. Yep. Hate the freaking Steelers. <laughs> yep. 
Okay. This is my number one. This could be just my top 10. Okay. Sure. When Charles Woodson left and went to Green Bay. Oh. Wow. Yep. Devastated me. I, that, I would have loved for him to have just been a Raider and won a Super Bowl with the Raiders. Like, so that one, that's my personal number number one. That's my number one. The rest of mine have been checked off. We've all talked, we've talked about the rest okay. of mine. That that's, was a, my, that's a good that one, Michelle. One. That one, that one did hurt. Yeah. And it was like, and at least he went to a team that like, you know, we don't have any like overt hatred for the right. Packers. Yeah, was that like, was okay. helpful. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, that was helpful. But but I but man, you know, even though he got hurt in the Super Bowl, yeah, winning Defensive Player of the Year, taking the help taking the Packers to the Super Bowl. I was like, gosh dang, that's our guy, man. Yeah. Should have been right. us. Should have been us. Raider. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, well, he, is, I mean, he still yeah. is. I mean, yeah, clearly. I mean, a guy reps the Raiders more than he does the Packers. Yeah, but, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm with yeah, you on that one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So, so mine surprisingly is not Mariota being leaving the Raiders. Uh, as my number as my number one but my number one or my number two on this list number one was tuck rule but uh my number two on the list uh jamarcus russell oh, oh yeah. You know, yeah i mean and that's and that's an obvious one it's, but you know yeah yeah but it, cha- it changed everything yeah for five plus years yeah. it wasn't even yeah. like it just like it messed up a season like a lot of no. the stuff we're talking yeah. about you're talking about ch- changing the trajectory of the franchise and back yeah. then because of the way that the freaking contracts worked i mean it, it just absolutely freaking crushed us as a, as a, as a franchise by mm-hmm. missing on that um you know yeah yeah that, that was rough uh okay so speaking of players getting traded okay mine this is very personal but mine is kenny stabler oh, yeah. dave casper and jack tatum getting traded to the oilers all within the same year yes. and so you know i get it you know, Kenny was traded for Pastorini. Tatum was uh, traded for Kenny King. Uh, and then I think Casper was just traded for like a draft pick or something. Um, but you're talking about three of the all-time greatest Raiders, and all of them are traded to the same team. And then, you know, Dal Davis's credit, they, the Oilers were really good. And then guess who whipped their ass in the AFC Championship that game that year? It was us. So, I mean... You know, it was funny. I don't know if you guys ever heard this story. There's a, um, so back in the day, like, you know, the Oilers were really good, right? And they would get like real close, right? And then sure. they would get beat by the Steelers in the playoffs and get knocked out. Because again, we were talking about how good the Steelers were back then. So they would get knocked out. And so Bum Phillips famously said, this year we knocked on the door. Next year, we're going to kick it in. Or we're, no, next year, we're going to kick that bitch in. Was his exact <laughs> words. Well, then they didn't play this because they played the Steelers twice in a row. Then the third time, they didn't play the Steelers. They played the Raiders. And the Raiders beat the shit out of them. And my Uncle Murph used to say, well, I guess they kicked in the wrong fucking door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. So, uh, yes. But so anyways, all, all those three great uh, Raiders uh, being traded to the Oilers, that that one stung. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, Kelly Kreiner. Shout out Kelly in the chat. Says Derek Carr getting my getting cut has to be number one. Ha ha, he was trash. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> and appreciate that uh, $4.99 donation there, Kelly. Thank you. We had another one in there too. Who was that? Uh, Ty Davis. Oh, that, that we, we talked about yeah, that one, right? The mystery against the, the mystery whistle. All right, good stuff there. All right, so Michelle, you're, yeah, you so got I've all got yours. a few. Yeah, off let's of, do it. So, um, T. Hom has Roselle Thwart's potential trade that could have brought Elway to the Raiders. So that must be personal for him. Oh, okay. okay yeah. I hated John Elway, and even from the ever my so all-time most hated player for any. I, I would have hated to see him a Raider. So 
Sorry, yeah. Tihan. But um, he also has, well, the abject failure of the entire 96 season was another one of mm. his. <laughs> okay. And then the lateral pass during the 1968 AFL championship that the Jets recovered. That's what I was talking was about earlier. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't mark it off. No, um, no, no, no. I didn't. I didn't have oh, that on my oh, list. Oh, okay. But that was the first time that a call went against oh, the Raiders and kept us from going to the yeah. deep into the postseason. Oh. No, that's a that's a great so, one. And then he has a couple honor, just two honorable mentions. One was Jamarcus Russell, mm-hmm. which you already talked about. The city of Los Angeles for not renovating the Coliseum or building a new stadium, as Al had wished for. And not hiring Art Shell sooner instead of hiring Shanahan in 88. Oh, good ones. And, okay. yeah. so good stuff there, yeah. T-Hom. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Stuff. All right, Swaggo, you got any left? No, no, I got, no, I'm, so I'm out. Just me? Just you. Just I've me. got one left. Okay. Okay, you ready? Let's T- go. Yep, tell us. My top 10 worst thing that ever happened to the Raiders. Al Davis died. Oh. That, that, I, I, listen, he was an older man. He lived a good life. Yeah. Like, you know, what? We all got an expiration date, right? So it shouldn't surprise any of us that somebody that gets old dies. But the legacy that he took, I'm going to get emotional. Mm-hmm. The legacy that he took with him and the maverick that he was and everything that he did in his, from literally doing things his way, right? Yeah. And crafting the mystique of the Raiders, the ultimate marketer. Um, yes, he was a maverick in the way that he operated with the league, but the way that he operated his organization and the relationships that he had was, it's still unmatched to my opinion. Sure. It's still unmatched. And like, you know, he was a champion for diversity. He was a champion for his, his alumni, that spirit that carries on. And it was just, and so even though he lost his fastball there at the end, you know, and even though, listen, it had been, he had screwed up the salary cap. And look, I, and there's a lot of criticism lobbied at Al Davis in his later years. But to, and even people would say, like, well, you know, he didn't do anything good since 1983 and whatever. But the, what he did during the time in which he was alive was so monumental. It was just, it, you, and I'm, I'm preaching the choir here. I get that. But I just, when he died, it's like that, it was like an era gone. And, and it's never going to come back. And it was like, it's kind of like when the Raiders moved to Vegas. It was like, okay, well, that, that Oakland era is gone. It's never coming back. You know what I mean? It's it's going to be a different version of the Raiders from this point forward. That's how I felt in 2011 when Al died. It's like, okay, this is not going to be the Raiders. It's going to be a different version of the Raiders, which is fine because everything changes and you know people die. But but this that what he meant to the league and what he meant to us as Raider fans, like I just... It was it was sad. Like I felt like I lost a family member. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 His legacy will it will go on for ages. Like the thing, all the things that he did. Like, but yeah, that was de- that was devastating. It did feel like it. You lost mm-hmm. a solid friend, like companion. On my yeah, it was that was really sad. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have that on my list because I blocked out that sadness. Probably. Oh, so. Well, yeah. you, you, <laughs> so, but no, that's that's a good one. That's a, that's a solid number one. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And, you know, and I think maybe that's part of the reason why everyone is so fired up about Antonio Pierce. Because, mm-hmm. he, you know, get, you know, we haven't had that feel of old school Raider football in a really long time. You know, I mean, yeah, there's been flashes of greatness and, yeah. you know, things like that. But until Antonio Pierce comes in going, I'm a I'm an L.A. guy, I'm an old school Raider guy, he gets it, you know, and Max Crosby gets it you know i mean at, crosby's wearing shirts al davis shirts during yeah. pressers this yeah, week yeah, yeah at the super bowl so like you know i think that's really why a lot of us lean in 
to Antonio Pierce so hard is because like, okay, like, yeah, I know it's not Al Davis, but like, we're getting a taste of what it was like. So, you know, well, and you know what? And it's so, um, central to what it is to be a Raider fan, that mystique and that swagger that, you know, whatever, like, you know, Al was, I mean, he literally crafted everything from, he wanted, he wanted the opposing team to be afraid or intimidated when they came in on the bus. He wanted the facility to be intimidating. He wanted the fans to be intimidating. He wanted the team to be intimidating, like everything about it. And so we haven't had that. So like when you, when I hear some journalists and stuff and they're like, well, all this should matter is wins. All this should matter is wins. I think you guys, and I, you're journalists, you're not fans. So I, I get it that you, you kind of missed the point, but that is essential to the Raiders. And there is something about that and it does lead to wins that I think that without that spirit of that character, Michelle, I think it's hard for the Raiders to be successful. And that's where like what Jeff's saying to have all these things now connected and intertwined, like it feels right. And it's the first time it's felt like that in forever yeah, in a long time. Well, I think, and I think, cause I had to put McDaniel's like debacle as a honorable mention in my notes. And I think that's, we've talked about these worst moments and I think it brings us to actually when this game's over because that's the shittiest moment that's going to happen today (laughs) it is then from tomorrow forward all of these shitty things can be erased with what they're about to do what Antonio Pierce is about to do and what the team is about to do like I think we have a lot of hope to look for but yeah that there's a there is something I know we we're fans, but there is something special about being a Raider and there's something different about being a Raider. And to know that people in positions of power now understand that, I think it's going to make a huge difference. So absolutely. I loved his comments this week, Jeff, when he was, uh, and he's done so many great interviews this oh, week. So yeah, many, uh, yeah. but this one of the last ones that I saw was on, on Sirius that, that he was getting interviewed and they, yeah. you know, they were talking about, you know, what, you know, uh, competing in the AFC West and all that. Yeah. And he's like, teams need to go through us. And he goes, it's, it doesn't have to go through that team in red. He didn't yeah, call them the yeah. teams. You said that team in red. He goes, they got to go through us. Yep. You know what I mean? And it's like, I love the idea that he is so committed mm. to winning this damn division. Like that's, it's massive because listen, if that's where it's got to start with us, if, cause if we don't take out the chiefs and we've talked about this a lot here lately, you know, it's it's our job. It's no no one else. Enough of this rooting for other teams to beat the Chiefs shit. No. We got to beat the damn Chiefs. And he is hyper aware of that. And that idea that that it's not just because he wears cool jackets. It's not just because he has a cool car. It's not just because he says things that we like to hear as Raider fans. He is absolutely committed to the demise of the Kansas City Chiefs. That is... Don't tell me that that doesn't help motivate your team and lead to success on the field. If you if you if you can't connect those two things, I'm sorry, I can't do the math for you. But it's absolutely 100 percent tangible, and one thing will lead to the other, Jeff. Yeah, ab- absolutely, man. You know he, uh, you know, because the the question was posed to him. You know, well, you're you're really gonna have your work cut out for you this year because now you add a hardball into the mix and all that stuff. And so, like he he, you know, dismisses the fact that you know no one's given us a chance. But then he throws it. You know, I was three and one as the head coach yeah. against yep. the division. They got to watch out for us. We're coming. You know, I mean, what more do you like? 
you know, and he's backed it up, you know, kind of like what you said, you know, yeah, you can have all the cool whatever and, you know, come up with all these new catchphrases and all this kind of stuff, but he backs it up on the field, mm-hmm. you know, so, Amen. you know, and that, and it's clear that the team came out with a little extra juice yep. against the division, you know, because we were three and one against them. You know, we lost a couple of dumb games, you know, on the way to this, you know, that nine game stretch that we had, but like, you know, when the division opponents came to town or we went to their house, you know, a la can or you know Kansas City Christmas spoiler you know I mean they come out ready to play absolutely absolutely and we get a good strong division record you know win that thing man I'm telling you it's, it's yep got a lot to look forward to and I'm with yes. you too Michelle that like uh, let's okay we got went through our top ten yeah. worst moments uh, we've got this shitty ass game to come on later today thankfully we'll all be at Michelle's house and we're gonna hang out and have some good food yeah. and. Um, you know, some camaraderie and, and, you know, that's the, that's the thing about today. It's about getting together with friends and family and just breaking bread and just, you know, throwing chicken wings at the TV, but, um, sorry, I won't throw anything at your TV. (laughs) um, I'll I'll verbally assault uh, Travis Kelsey from your couch. Yeah. There you go. Um, (laughs) but, uh, anyway, so, uh, appreciate you Raider nation. Thank you guys so very, very much for joining us. Uh, so we're going to get into, uh, we're going to take a break and then we're going to get into Super Bowl 15 and relive a little bit of the, the, the past glory of the Raiders as they're the first wildcard team to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Nobody enjoyed a good Donnybrook more than sixth-year linebacker Phil Villapiano. This is Phil Villapiano, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Max Crosby from the Oakland Raiders. And goes down, and Max Crosby, who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby. All right, appreciate all of those of you that are joining us in the chat room tonight. Michelle, who do we have in there? All right, we've got um, Raider Ruse in there, Mark Salter, Jay Jackson, Freddie Chavez, Guareb's in there, Raider Joe. I said, Jay, I said, did I say Jay was in there? Oh, of course, Ron's in there, Leo, Atticus B. Rockin, um, M85, SoCal Sal, Ty Davis, Juan Hernandez, Oflo, oh, bleh. Wow. Oh, Flo. It's, listen, it's still early for me. And early. I hadn't, didn't have coffee, so. Oh, that's true. I'm glad I didn't yeah, have a lot yeah, of emails yeah. to read. So, oh, Raider Dad's in there. Big Mike Raider. Listen, we got a lot of people in there. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Appreciate all of those of you uh, that are joining us tonight. In, uh, in, or tonight. It's always tonight. Now it's today. But uh, I'm so used to saying tonight. <laughs> so appreciate you joining us today uh, for this episode of Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, let's see. Uh, Eduardo says, this episode gave me flashbacks. NFL throws flags. Amen to that, dude. Uh, let's see. Jordan Ford says, purge the bad shit and focus on the positive. Amen That's to that. It. And uh, yeah. And uh, let's see. Raider Ruin there says, I'm very excited to watch the damage Max Crosby mm. causes next season. I, yeah. I, you know what? I felt like... You, we, I felt like as as watching him as evolve as a player and the, his the way he's developed, mm-hmm. like he'd been getting close to like okay, like this, you know. I don't think we've seen the best of Max Crosby. We haven't, Michelle. I, I think he's gonna be better. I, he is going to be better. Yeah, we haven't. Yeah, as soon as they elevate the people around him, and he is gonna actually, you're gonna get to see exactly what he has to bring. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, let's get him a big defensive tackle in there. Mm-hmm. Get him, yeah. Let's give him some help because I'm I'm with you, man. Yeah. Max is a freaking golly. Just, it's insane. It's it's insane to think about how good he is now 
and yeah. that he's only going to get better. Yeah. It's just it's just fascinating. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and jump into this uh, Super Bowl fifteen. Uh, so here's what we're gonna do. So we've got the we got the panel there. So we're gonna watch this live with you guys uh, as we jump into Super Bowl fifteen down in New Orleans. Uh, I forget what the exact date was, but they, they, you'll hear the, the great John Facenda here uh, tell you the date. Uh, so let's go ahead and kick this thing off. This is Jim Plunkett, Kenny King, and the gang taking out, uh, um, what's his name, Jaworski and Dick Vermeil there in, uh, in the Superdome. January the 25th, 1981. America welcomes home 52 of its bravest amid the color and excitement of Super Bowl 50. Super Sunday, what a day. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Lester. Dream come true. Come on, Judge. It's unbelievable. Yes, and we're going to win. Damn right. Yeah. We are going to win, no question. That's before he put stick on. Of the American he looked pretty clean. He looked clean. The Oakland Raiders <laughs> danced into this prestigious ball wearing glass slippers. If ever there was a Cinderella champion, it was these men in silver and black. I love those overhead Their shots. Yes. Jim Plunkett had sound well, that, that logo right there in the center, that must have been before the Raiders the uh, scratched off Pete Rozelle's of name off of it. Oh, and yeah, 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 yeah. Good call, dude. And Coach Tom Flores directed a team with 14 new players through the wild card playoffs and into the Super Bowl. We got Run Run Jones in there. Shrewdly built by owner Al Davis. Let's go. Reflected Clean. The cool professional Clean. attitude of a team accustomed. <laughs> Looks like a gangster, man. man. You need Love that shirt. It. This oh, was all new. I'll put it in my Amazon cart right now. I'm going to dress a lot like Since that for Dick the next Vermeer play. Yes. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> because their personality mirrored his discipline and determination. These eagles were often given more credit for being hard workers than good football players. However, in November, Man. these tough eagles had beaten the Raiders 10 to 7. Yeah, they're Jim. Mainly by sacking Jim Puckett Damn it, eight Jim. times. It was here in one of the season's most physical encounters. The initial battle lines were drawn for Super Bowl 15. What a beast. Love well, I learned that uh, from uh, uh, getting close to Jaworski and knocking him down a couple times that he wears uh, English leather. <laughs> Jerry Sizemore wears Aramis. <laughs> and the uh, guy, Pete Perot, that second year guy from southwest uh, Louisiana, he doesn't wear any cologne. <laughs> he, he doesn't even use deodorant. Oh. <laughs> Super Bowl 15 featured the most striking contrast. Talk about voices of God, Bill King. Oh, my oh, gosh. Come on. Best. First cross Such a legend. With Luke Skywalker. Go cry, Dick. <laughs> Weepy bastard. We only have 60 minutes to get it done, so no sense in waste. Start on the first play and give it everything you got on every snap, huh? Good luck to all of you. Huh? That was inspiring. Yeah, yeah, it sure was. Wow. And Super Bowl 15. They cut away. I think they told Jaws to throw it to Rod Martin all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Look for 53 and get him the, the ball. Game. There you go. Third play. Dick Vermeil called. Double, double base pass 46 47. Check with me. Dick. For Vermeil and his coaching staff in the press box above, it proved to be a play action pass there he that is. they immediately regretted. Play fake. Back is Jaworski with time to throw. He's got spag. There you go, Rod. <laughs> oh, Rod. No. My guy. Right here. Throw it right to him. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I went cover six and the linebacker came off. Rod Martin, who was once cut by the Raiders, made the first big takeaway of the game from his outside linebacker position. Instead of lofting the ball over Martin, Jaworski fired hard and low, aiming for a seam in the Raiders' zone that turned out to be a mirage. A mirage. <laughs> so good. Gosh, if he don't Martin run into Bob Nelson there, he might have taken that thing to the house. Yep. Bad times for the Eagles. Mark Van Egan. There he goes. The music. Good morning, Maddox. Cliffy, let's go. Third and goal on the two. Love the shot. So cool. back to pass. Look at that time he's got. Out of boy Jim. Look at, look at freaking Upshot over there. <laughs> Just looking for someone to maul. There's no one around so him, man. <laughs> Towers over everybody. His step up forced linebacker Frank. Look at that. There's no freaking pressure. Just big enough for a dart. The Raiders struck first, but on Philadelphia's third possession, the Eagle offense finally took wing. You believe that guy got into the Hall of Fame before freaking uh, Cliff Branch? So stupid. So stupid. Harold Carmichael. Pow! Nice stick. Is that Mike Davis? Yeah. Look at Ted Hendricks. Third and long. The Raiders in their 4-2-5. Back to pass. Now goes Jaworski. Looking, being chased out of the pocket of the right. He's got running room. Directing play. Going deep. A bomb to the end zone. It is a touchdown. He got it. That's That was a pretty good throw. <laughs> that, was, that, was a, that was a good throw for an eagle. Right, yeah. right. Who's the penalty on? Because the coverage was great. Rotten touchdown called back. Ah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Wide receiver Harold Carmichael had drawn an illegal motion penalty, canceling Philadelphia's chance to tie the score. I love the sad music. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. This play left the Eagles in a state of shock from which they never seemed to recover. That's such a yeah. <laughs> For the Raiders, on the other hand, an unusual reversal of Murphy's Law began, as everything that could go right did go right. There goes Kenny. Yep. He gone. He's yep. gone. The pass covered 80 yards. Who's 85 right there? Bob Chandler. That's who Villapiano got traded oh, for. Oh, that's right. That's right. He had some wheels. Yeah. He's keeping up a Kenny yeah, right there. Yeah, sure is. 
the receivers. Skittered all freaking day. And when gambled, he came up snake eyes. I think Jim Plunkett invented the back shoulder pass Battles right there. Between <laughs> evenly matched teams are seldom won without taking some risks. Philadelphia blitzed one linebacker and crossed their nose guard and end in Good morning, an attempt Gil. to pressure the supposedly immobile quarterback. But it was good secondary coverage that That's functional mobility. Shout out Momoten. Hey, there you go. Where he gambled with a soft toss just above the reach of that. Eagle cornerback Herman Edwards. They never threw back shoulder passes like that back in the day, man. No. I think Jim invented that or he missed them. <laughs> the Raiders led 14 to nothing as the second quarter began. Look at that neck rolls. Heck yeah. yeah <laughs> solid. Coach. We got plenty of time, and we're moving the ball well. Just we've given them a couple of Wow. <laughs> just keep our heads, and everything is fine as far as our game plan. Nothing to matter at all. You sure? But not all yeah, was right. well with the Eagle game plan. Oakland's nose guard, Reggie Kinlaw, Let's number go. 62, was personally shutting down Philadelphia's prize running attack. Kinlaw's been uh, paying so far. <laughs> Kinlaw proved to be one persistent lighthouse around which the storming chaos of the Raiders defense revolved. You got Kinlaw up there, and you got Matt Millen and Ted Hendricks playing Precise. linebacker. Kinlaw I mean, and the Oakland linebackers There's Ted. completely took away the cutback running stork, man. Montgomery. Look at Look at him and Millen and both on that one. Eagles with only 69 yards Jeez. rushing they're, on they're the They're six yards in the backfield when the play yeah. starts. Yeah. <laughs> There's nut double nickels, Millen. There's Martin. Look at Ted coming in with the freaking forearm. Let's go. Unable to go through the Raiders' defense, Philadelphia was forced to go over it. Nah. Get him, Lester. Ah. Midway through the second period, a series of Jaworski completions set up Philadelphia's first points of the day. A 30-yard field goal by Tony Oh, Pike. remember barefoot kickers? Oh, man. Wow. That's the wild. The Eagles had reason to hope. They're playing. Like Somebody needs like to bring back the barefoot kicker. Ah. They really are, right? Coverage-wise and, and everything else. Yeah. Look at these guys. The big thing is we're, we're all looking a little bit tight, and they look exhausted already because of nerves, and we got to get them to relax. You look like dorks. <laughs> He's There's really trying to convince himself. Right? <laughs> to this point, trying to manifest. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Even apprehensive. Moody back takes it on the one-yard line. After the five, the ten, straight ahead, 15. Boom! Oh. Followed on by Rod Martin. The Raiders have it. What Another Rod Martin play. Right? <laughs> well, the Raiders got the <laughs> was he not the friggin' MVP? He should have been MVP, oh, man. Was Come on. nearly the jolt the Eagles needed. Yeah, how clutch is that? Uh, Ooh, what a shot, man. Well, it would have been, should have been down by contact. Should have been down by contact anyway. The Rousey Eagles were a step behind the wide-awake race. Oakland was embracing its opportunities. Philadelphia was not. But while the Eagles were not playing their best, behind almost every missed opportunity, this there was a hustling rate. Oh, boy, Cliffy. Almost got him again there, too. Yep. 
However, Philadelphia's this was the one I was thinking of. Was oh, what a play. With 58 seconds That's why he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Third down. Quick release. Goes to the end zone. Over it. Thrown. Perfect call. Good break for the Raiders. As Parker really got out of the blocks that time and had McKinney beat Look at he just whiffs that throw. Man. That's horrible. On he was wide down, open. Eagle fortunes went from bad to worse. Snap, spot, kick on the way. Speak of the man, Stork. Jump on that shit. There you go, Matt Miller. Yeah, there you go, Nichols. No player in the history of pro football has blocked more kicks than Oakland's Ted Hendricks, number 83. So what happens when you're 6'9"? Oh, no was kidding. more important than this one, for it confirmed that Oakland was winning pro football's world championship in the most convincing Look at Rod just part. smiling at him, going like, yeah, we're kicking your ass. As the second half began, Raider head coach Tom Flores realized that the key to Henry the second Lawrence. half would be held by his huge offensive line. Yeah. Even big boys. They weren't even that big back then. Upshot uh -uh. was. Dalby's kind of undersized. Sure. Their linebackers, the Eagles hope to break the lock protecting the Oakland offense. This strategy seemed to work against the so run. This music is so fantastic. <laughs> so good. Bring it back. Where it was needed most. <laughs> Look at look at Gene's helmet, man. Wow. The Raiders had gone into the game reasonably sure. Mickey Marvin. Unlike their first meeting, they could protect Jim Plunkett. Using a blocking scheme devised Jeez. by Tom Flores, <laughs> Oakland picked up every blitz and every stunt the Eagles threw at. Look at that. That's why those guys are in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Plunkett seemed to have all day to throw. A painful There's a penalty right there. Away at the Eagles composure. <laughs> so funny watching this. Oh, oh man. Even back then it's a penalty, you know? On Oakland's first possession of the third quarter, Plunkett drained a little more confidence from the Eagles already shrinking reserve. Well, Bob Chandler had a game, Moving didn't he? Sure did too. 77 yards on Tuck that thing away, Kenny! <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Back is Plunkett. Time to throw. Deep to the end zone to Branch. It is oh, yeah. I love that catch. The way he adjusts to the ball. Plunkett underthrows it. Sure of just what he would do next. Plunkett did what he planned to do all along. Once more, Oakland's pass protection was magnificent. It's a but solid fate. It's a solid. An adjustment to the ball by wide receiver Cliff Branch against Philadelphia's rookie cornerback. Roynell Young that produced Look at Cliffy. Look at that. Beautiful. The Raiders were not hammering <laughs> the Eagles into surrender. They were doing it with finesse and flair. The same style that had brought them to this Super Bowl.
trailing 21-3 with over 13 minutes remaining in the third quarter. Welcome to eating us alive. The Eagles still believe that the promised land Sad was sack. within Who's reach. Who's exhausted now? <laughs> the problem was Toos. the only road out of these bad lands was through the mountains of the Raider Deep. Ah. Let's go. <laughs> ah, there he goes. There's the stickum. <laughs> Dude, he wasn't even holding on to it. Was See that jersey yeah. sticking to it? <laughs> Tuzak, man. Jeez. Knowing that Ron Jaworski was being heavily pressured, Oakland secondary laid back in zone coverages designed to take away the long This pass. is like the ultimate Al Davis team, man. You can't replicate size. You can't yep. replicate speed. Like, you know, speaking of things that he did that were unique, and you know what I mean? And totally. When you were trying to throw Reinvented the league, between man. between the NFL's tallest set of linebackers, there is little margin for error. And on a day when Ron Jaworski needed to be most accurate, he was not. <laughs> he was not. <laughs> oh, that should have been Owens should have got him there. I think Rod gets him on this one. Oh, yeah. Whoop. There it is. Rod Martin's second interception tied a Super Bowl right Way to stay in bounds. Resulted in another Oakland score. From 46, it's kicked well. And it is good. And Philadelphia is the stinker. What an ass kicking, man. Yeah. <laughs> right, play pass 47. And 683, flat on the go down. Zan Blitz. Zan Blitz. Zan Blitz. <laughs> the music. <laughs> the music is hilarious. And again, the Eagles had snowballed down the field only to melt. Oh. Under the hot glare of the end zone. <laughs> Sounds like a quarterback we used to have. <laughs> the hot glare of the end zone. I feel like that beef commercial should play. <laughs> Absolutely. In the fourth quarter, the legs of Wilbert Montgomery and the arm of Ron Jaworski retrieved some of Philadelphia's dignity. But midnight had come and gone, and the Cinderella Raiders were still dancing. The Raiders right now are in a situation to close in very firmly on their second Super Bowl championship in four years. Jim Plunkett's performance in this Super Bowl ball was the stuff fairy tales are made of. Ten years of disappointment were behind him, for at last this Cinderella was healthy, poised and surrounded by men whose abilities equaled his own. These are the best looking passes Plunkett ever threw. Ever threw. There's a little bit of a wobble. Because he always had a little bit of a wobble Jim to him. Jim Plunkett's uh -huh. 261 yards and three touchdown passes earned him Super Bowl 15's Most Valuable Player Award. And 
Only a great save well, look at that. prevented a fourth touchdown pass. I mean, that oh. was all the money. Yeah, Another Chris Barfield goal concluded the scoring as Oakland ended Philadelphia's dreams of a world championship. Nick Vermeil must be feeling the sting of frustration right now. <laughs> he must. Anyone who ever said one game cannot tarnish a great season never lost a Super Bowl. <laughs> Good as you play to get here and play like that. Sad thing, good way to finish the season. Give Oakland a lot of credit. They beat our butts. Yep. Wasn't a fluke. Wasn't a fluke. This tale was to have a storybook ending for the remarkable race. Come on! A new Super Bowl record achieved by perhaps the least known of all these Cinderella stuff. Back is Jaworski. Sets up really deep. Now it comes up the middle. Pick off. Got him again. <laughs> and Rod Martin once again slams the door in the face of the man they call Jaws. A sort of fitting symbol. Silver and black football is king of the hill in the National Football League. Crescendo of Raider fans beginning to rise. Oakland's victory created the sort of joyous reaction that comes with seeing something that suggests all things are possible. The Oakland Raiders, for 17 years, pro football's winningest organization. I love that shot of Gene. Once again, yeah. <laughs> the world champions of professional football. The Prince came calling. Prince Pete Rosell. He had a silver slipper. Well, the Raiders became, of course, the first wild card to win the Super Bowl. I think it's a tremendous compliment for the organization because you had to win four postseason games. I think it's a great credit to you for putting this team together. You've earned it. Congratulations. Thanks very much, Commissioner. This was our finest hour. This was the finest hour in the history of the Oakland Raiders. To Tom Flores, the coaches, and the great athletes, you were magnificent out there today. You really we want to welcome back the hostages to the United States and take pride and be proud. Your commitment to excellence and your will to win will endure forever. You will magnificent. Oh, man. There you go. So cool, man. I uh, let's see. Jordan Forden there says, you know, he hated uh, <laughs> telling that to Al. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, did. he did. You could just see and it. You can see it in that one. And then you can also see it. Um, uh, when uh, Black Sunday, you could tell he's just like seething. See, that he yeah. Has to yeah. Hand yeah. One, the and, name he, trophy. And, and when he gave Al that trophy at Super Bowl 18, all he did was talk about the Redskins. Yeah. All he did oh, was that's talk. Right. Yeah, 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 he was yeah, like, yeah. you know, you know, the, the the losing team, they were, you know, one of the best out there. And you really beat a tremendous team today and all this. Like it was just, you know, just give us our credit just, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, those guys hated each other, Michelle. Yeah, they, yeah, did. they did. Yeah. Um if, uh, you know, it's and I, I no Tino shade to Mark Davis, but how do you have a dad with so much swag and such a cool like vibe? And you don't pick up none of that. <laughs> <laughs> that, every time I see Al Davis and hear him talking, like just he's got this like super cool vibe. It's wild to me that and Mark is a good guy. Like I'm gonna that there's no shade to him, but it's interesting to me that 
can't pick up a lick of that. They're so dissimilar. They're just, yes, yeah. Just their air, the way they carry themselves, yeah. the way they look, they got like they just everything. Everything yes, about them is just so different. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway. It is. It's a trip. No, I'm with it you is. on that. It is. Because yeah. that, that's and you know what? And and I guess and, and I know you're not attacking Mark, but in his right. defense, I would say that like we're all kind of dorks stacked up compared to Al Davis, well, that's though, too. True. You know that what I mean? True. He was yeah. just such, and I, and I think that, like, and this is to go back to your, your comments earlier, Jeff, about Antonio Pierce and why we embrace that swagger and all that kind of stuff. Because, like, that's what Al was. Like, that's the whole, again, I'll go back to it. It was like the roots of what it is to be a Raider because he carried himself with such confidence and that and that aura about him. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? And there was all the stories about Al and, you know, I just, yeah, he's yeah. A, a character and, and a, not a character, but a person just completely unique to his own. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. It's cool yeah. seeing that. Almost gives me like chills. Like seeing, I've watched yeah. that video a thousand times. Right. But like, but seeing it, yeah. there's something about sharing it with everybody too. And I appreciate everybody that's in the chat room. Jeff, shout them out. But I, um, it, it's really kind of fun doing it. Having like a communal. Yeah, thing it's fun. Watching that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So Leo's in there. Frankie Mosqueda, Ron's in there. Uh, Jordan Ford, um, Frankie Chavez, um, who else we got in there? Uh, T Hom's in there. Uh, Jay Jackson's in there. Yeah, we got the whole crew, man. I appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, T uh, Hom says, when you watch the game, pay attention to the protection for Plunkett. Gene Upshaw said it would be so. Absolutely. I mean, that's you can. I mean, especially those overhead shots. You can just see that, man. Yeah. There was there was no pressure yeah, on, on, on all Plunkett, day, all day to throw. Yep. So, uh, anyways, Raider Nation, thank you guys for joining us here for episode three twenty three of Raiders Fan Radio. We're going to be off this week, so you won't see us on Wednesday. But we're coming back the Wednesday after that. Uh, we've got. A lot of fun stuff already to get to to talk about. Uh, where we're going to get into all the, the current Raiders stories and and start gearing up for the draft, man. So here we're going to put this stupid Super Bowl behind yeah. us yeah. and uh, and start looking forward to, to talking about the draft and see what the Raiders are going to do and uh, and living with what the Raiders that are not the Raiders that aren't. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you for the amazing super chats that came in tonight. We love you guys so very very much. Have a great day. Enjoy the day with the family. Love you, Raider Nation. Yeah, you listen, I know it's a tough day. It's a tough day, but it, it, it'll be fun. Hang with some friends, have you some drinks, eat you some food, cuss at the TV, do all those things, and, and then it'll be over. And that game we just watched, that's a foreshadowing of what is to come for the Raiders. Come on. Like, they're, they're headed in that direction again. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, and, and just like both of my friends over here said, yeah, just try to enjoy the day. You know, yeah, it sucks, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> Grab you a couple cold ones and then grab you a couple more. You know, so, so hey, th- thanks for ever tuning in for another episode of the special uh, Super Sunday version. Sunday, uh, yeah. Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> of Raiders Fan Radio, where we take a lighter side journey, except today we didn't. No, it took a dark ass Today we chose violence. We chose to take the dark yes. side. So that it is what it is. But thanks, everyone, uh, so much for watching. Uh, don't forget, boys and girls, what happens in Vegas. Start in Oakland. We love you guys. Much respect. See you next time. Listen to Wendy. She says, be safe. Don't yes. drink and drive. There you go. We had ill intent today with our show. Yeah, we yes. oh, oh, I love that. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Good night, YouTube! Goodbye. <laughs> oh, I hate that Travis Kelsey. Bitch. <laughs> that was fun. Well, that, was that was fun. fun. And everyone seemed to enjoy it. I think-
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt. A classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow. But I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters, because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. 